0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Cincinnati Reds have made the 2020 playoffs and the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to chronicle the goings on of the first winning Reds team in the last six years. My name is Jeff Carr and I'm your host of the Locked On Reds podcast. Let's go. All righty. For today's Lockdown Reds, I have back with me, friend of the show, the man who created purveyor and curator. I don't know. I think I said a lot of words there. whatever. He runs RedsMinorLeagues.com. He also runs RedLegNation.com. He is Doug Gray. Doug, how you doing, sir?
1: I'm pretty good. I mean, first off, that that introduction was pretty sweet, so thanks for that. But uh, (laughs) also, you know, the Cincinnati Reds have a winning season for the first time since 2013. They're going to the playoffs. I mean, you know, 2020 sucks, and I would like a do-over on it. But, I mean, I'm not going to complain about how I'm feeling right this second.
0: I am here for the feeling that we're going to have in like four or five days— when we knock the Braves out of the playoffs and you have Braves fans going, well, it's 2020. I mean, does it really even count? It's like, yeah, just because you lost doesn't mean you can't you, – you just get to dismiss it. So, I'll admit, I thought the over-under at 31 and half was a gimme before the season started. But the fact that we are here is just absolutely awesome given where we were three weeks ago overall – What is your feeling on this season? Obviously, getting to the playoffs is huge, but how are you feeling right now about the 2020 Reds?
1: I mean, right now, I feel great. Um, I I think that the team that we've seen the last couple of weeks is kind of what most of us expected anyways. Um, You know, the the offense is still kind of struggled at times and, you know, why they've been on this run, but, uh, I mean, goodness gracious, look at the pitching. I mean, (laughs) how can you not feel good going into the playoffs Having Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray at the top of that rotation. I mean, Sonny Gray is back. Um, you know, he he didn't have, I don't want to say a bad, he didn't have a bad start. To, he didn't have a great start. He, you know, he walked four guys, gave up two runs in five and a third innings. You know, he, he looked fine. He He's looked good since he'd come back. And outside of those two starts at the beginning of September when he, he well, I mean, now we know he wasn't healthy. Uh, I mean, he's been just about as good as Trevor Bauer has been this year. Uh, and Trevor Bauer, I mean... If we're being honest, he he deserves to be the 2020 Cy Young Award winner. Yes. So I mean, I I I feel good about where the Reds are, and you know, confident that you know they're they're going to be in it. You know, you know, I, I I I don't know. I I I struggle to see where I shouldn't be confident looking at the Reds moving forward. Um, at, at least for at least for right now. I mean, I, I think that if you go into the playoffs with that rotation, those pitchers, you, you get you got to feel good, right, Jeff.
0: Oh, I feel amazing, and it's a very small number of people, but there are a few people that I've talked to that are all like, oh, well, whatever, they just barely squeaked into the playoffs, they're a very low seed, they're not going to last very long, Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Washington was the number one seed last year, and they got to win the World Series, so I don't really care what the seeding number is. And care about the talent on the team, and I think the talent is amazing. It's like you said, the pitchers are obviously the strength. I mean, I don't care what lineup they're facing. You talk about Bauer, Castillo, and Gray, they're going to be a handful and lots of trouble for any lineup in the National League, let alone Atlanta. Plus, you've got some really strong bullpen arms in there now because the guys who at the beginning of the season were really – struggling through things where, I mean, let's be honest, they were costing Reds games like Iglesias and Lorenzen and guys like that. They figured it out. They're good to go. They're ready for this playoff run. And then you've also got guys that we were not going to count on at all whenever the season started who have proven to us that we can count on them. TJ Antone, the number one. I mean, nobody knew who this guy was before the season started, and then all of a sudden, ex-
1: ex- hold on, excuse you, I knew I, who TJ Antone was. But
0: no, that's right. You, I mean, I knew, I knew you knew, but most people <laughs> they didn't knew, but now they know, and he is amazing. And then you've also got Lucas Sims, who is looking pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm very ecstatic because I don't think. We need to sit here and say that, oh, well, the lineup, it's a weakness. They're going to have to score like six or seven runs a game. I don't know if they could do that. No, they don't have to do that. I mean, I don't want to be as cocky as saying that they only got to score one or two runs a game, but that wouldn't be too much of a stretch. Would
1: you think? I I wouldn't think. But I'm glad that you brought up the bullpen because, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, we haven't even talked about how insanely good at the back end, Lucas Sims and Rice Rysel Iglesias has been, you know, in the last month. Uh, and then, you know, you you weren't wrong bringing up TJ Antone, you know, Archie Brad, like, that's, yeah. those are four guys that I feel comfortable throwing into any situation and feeling confident that they can get a strikeout or they can get that ground ball double play if it's a situation that needs it. You know, I I, I feel, oh my gosh, Jeff, I feel so good about this pitching staff. Um, you yeah, know, I, I, I just... I just do. I mean, I I look at it and I'm like, okay, one, two, three in the rotation. Can anybody in baseball match that? And, I, I and if they so. can, they're not any, they're not better. And then those those back four guys in the bullpen that we just talked about. I mean, I feel really good about it. Yeah, um, we now, didn't I'm, even I, mention I, I'm, Ag. I'm, not, I'm sorry, Amir. Amir is the king of Cincinnati. And Forgot that's, about that. that yeah. That's totally that's totally on me. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> you, you score, you, you score three runs. I'm feeling good.
0: How's your snack game looking? Could it be better? Could it be even more better than it already is better? Then check out BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And that's not just a saying, it's absolutely true. They've got all these amazing flavors like cookies and cream, chocolate peanut butter. They've even got fruit flavors like strawberry, banana, they've got coconut, all of that good stuff, and more. And when I say healthy, I mean we're talking about... Very high in protein, very low in all the bad stuff. Only four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, but in most cases, 16 grams of protein in one bar. They fit into all kinds of diets, including keto and Weight Watchers, and you also know that you're getting something that tastes good. It's not just some kind of health food bar of cardboard, no. This is amazing stuff. Check it out, builtbar.com, and enter the promo code locked on to get $10 off your first order of amazingly nutritious and specifically delicious Built Bar. I, I am too. And the nice thing about the scoring of the three runs, we've got our leadoff hitter that we thought at the beginning of the season was going to be the guy. He's really taken the reins over the last month in Shogo Akiyama. You've got Moustakis, who has really come on a hot streak here, really over the last week especially, and Joseph Daniel Votto. If you extrapolated his numbers over 162-game season, he's hitting a lot more home runs than we would have guessed he would. I I, I love the way that that has developed. Now, is there plenty of inconsistency? Absolutely. There's times that you'll see the Reds get runners on second and third with nobody out, and then they strike out three times. And you're like, oh, my gosh. But it's just – it's something that you kind of have to understand with this lineup going into the postseason that I think they will score the runs that they need to score. I think everybody wants them to win like 15, 16 – 21 to nothing and i mean I, I want not that happen. i mean that'd be amazing but i'm, I'm not <laughs> expecting that you right, know that's that's,
1: that's that's fairly unrealistic i get it but i mean i want that
0: <laughs> but yeah I, and i think that there's some folks that of overreact with every single strikeout and you gotta be a little bit patient with this lineup because it's going to hit exactly as much as it needs to hit. And I don't know, are you in the camp? Because I've gotten into a couple of arguments on Twitter and things like that about That's this. That's like, always a mistake. Always yeah, a mistake. Yeah. yeah. You never read the tweets, but um, they, uh, you know, people are like, oh, Homer or bust. That's just sad. And I'm like, look, if they hit enough home runs, then who cares?
1: Yeah. I mean, I understand what they're saying. I mean, you, you if you watch the games and I I only watch them on TV, I don't listen on the radio too often. Cause I don't go anywhere anymore, so <laughs> there's no reason to go sit in my car and listen to the game. No no offense to Jeff Brantley and Tommy Thrall, both of whom I think do fantastic jobs. It's just I'd rather watch it if I have the ability to watch it than just listen sure. to it. Um, but, you know, you, you heard it, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, the Reds are the highest home run per run percentage uh, rate team in baseball. And I, it, it makes sense that people would think that, you know, hey, you know, they're not they're not getting enough hits. And. I mean, they're not wrong when they say that. I mean, the Reds are very reliant on the home run. But, you know, if home runs still score. So does it really matter if you string together three singles to score a run or you hit a solo home run? Not really. It's still one run.
0: Exactly. And I thought it was funny because at the beginning of game one... Again, whenever Barrios was on the mound for Minnesota, they ran up the graphic on television saying that the Reds have the highest percentage of runs scored to home runs, and then the Twins have the – it was either the lowest or the second lowest homers per nine innings allowed. So it was basically one of those things like, look out. And that didn't seem to matter because the Reds still hit a lot of home runs in that game. Uh, They didn't really hit that many home runs on Sundays, but they closed it out, scoring the runs that they needed to on some timely hits. So let's let's look at this real quick then. Let's take a look at Atlanta, whose lineup is phenomenal, and pitching staff is missing a key component in Mike Soroka, but they've missed him all year. It's not as if that's a brand new development. What do you look at Atlanta and you say – uh, this is definitely going to be a problem area for this Reds team.
1: I mean, they're they're a very good offensive team. Uh, they've got, I mean, I I don't, this is not updated through Sunday's game, although I'm sure it didn't move the needle too much because it's just that one game. But, I mean, they've got a, a 117 OPS plus as a team. 100's average. So they're about 17% better than the league average, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but that's, I mean, that, for a team, that's really good. I mean, you know, <laughs> Freddie Freeman, And, I mean, he's got an OPS of 1,100. Marcelo Zuna almost won the Triple Crown this year. He's got an OPS of 1,050. You know, their catcher's got an OPS over 900. Uh, I mean, Adam Duvall hit 16 (laughs) home runs this year. Adam Uh, Duvall. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. has an OPS near 1,000. I mean, they're a very, very good offensive team. Now again, I feel fine with all the pitchers that the Reds have, but I mean, it's not like they're running out there and facing a, I mean, even even a good offensive. They're facing a very very good offensive team. Uh, I mean, it's it's three games. Anything can happen in three games. Right. Heck, it might it might only be two games depending on how things go. Um, you know, it's it, it's one of those weird things. Like it takes a long time in baseball for the quote unquote best team to win. Um, I mean, it's it's just, I, I think that baseball is that one sport where you need a lot of games for it to. Yeah, sorry about that tweet there. I don't know, <laughs> Someone, somebody's somebody's sending me DMs over here.
0: I was gonna say you um, got a tweet there.
1: Yeah, um, but you, you need a long time. Anything can happen. You give me give me a short series. I'm taking the pitching over the hitting, and I mean they always say that about the playoffs. You know, good hitting beats or good pitching beats good hitting. That isn't always true. It's it's really not. But uh, I like to think it is right now because the Reds have the they have the good pitching, um, and it, that's not to say that the the Braves don't have good good pitching either. Um, but I mean they're they're going to run out, you know, Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright, mm. who have a combined 14 starts this season. Uh, they're 22 and 24 years old uh, now. Ian Anderson's been very good in his six starts. Uh, Kyle Wright has not been very good, um, but i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna lean on the the Reds experience against two younger um, inexperienced guys, so to speak. Now, I'm looking at the Braves bullpen right now, and it's really good. so if if they're gonna get some damage done offensively, probably gonna wanna do it against the starters.
0: We're gonna stop it right there for part one of my chat with Doug Gray. On tomorrow's podcast. We'll have part two. We're going to dive a lot deeper into this series with the Braves coming up in the wild card round. also, I got a question about David Bell for Doug that you may be intrigued by his answer. That's coming up tomorrow on the podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure that you don't by being subscribed on whatever platform you're currently listening to. If it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, if it's the Himalaya podcasting app, Podbean, whatever it is, click that button that says subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Give me your comments. Give me your reactions as the games happen this week. We'll talk about those on the podcast on the next Jeff's Junk Mail segment later on this week. But for now, tell your smart device to play Locked On MLB, and on tomorrow's show, we will conclude this conversation. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you then. Let's go, Rex. Hey.